welcome to the Sales Prospector Show, supported by Lease, A, Sales Rep, and a 5,000 company helping our clients grow sales by securing guaranteed appointments, qualified leads, and guaranteed contracts for their services and products across the U.S. I'm your host, Gil Pagan. You can find us on all social media channels and at leaseasalesrep.com. Thank you for listening in. It's going to be a great one today. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a great one today. We have the honor and privilege of interviewing Steve Benson, a CEO and founder of Badger Mapping. It's a really cool software, and I'm going to do, try to introduce it in, in the best way that I understand it. Uh, it. It allows us outside sales reps and teams to be efficient, identifying their customers, developing the best routes to see existing customers and new prospects and be the most efficient way possible decreasing windshield time and getting the most bang for your buck when you're on the road. Uh, and he has a great, uh, a great story to tell. And uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Gil. It's great to be here. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation, man. And uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, how you started uh, Badger Mapping and, you know, and how it just came to fruition. And then uh, we'll get right into uh, what Badger Mapping is. And the topic at hand today, which is, is outside sales dead. I got a problem with that, quite frankly, but let's have that conversation together. All right, go ahead, man. As do I. Well, yeah, so my background, um, I was at, how Badger got started, I guess, was I was at Google and I was working on their mapping products. And I also had a background in field sales. And so I kind of could see, you know, as the internet was getting faster, the mobile internet and, uh, and kind of the, the phones were getting better, and the Google Maps API was had, had developed to a point where we'd be able to build a piece of software to solve this problem, this set of problems really that, that field salespeople had had for a long time. So what I set out to do when I started Badger in 2012 was to kind of join together um, mapping technology, uh, digital calendaring, uh, and, and all of a rep's data about their customers so that they would be able to make good decisions based on um, based on kind of where where are they going to have to be tomorrow or this wh wh who do they have to see this week what does that look like on a map and who should they focus on given where they're going to be what are the other important customers to see and what is the best way to do that what is the route what is this what is the schedule when will you be where and give them a tool to, to plan all that out in an automatic in an automated way uh, to really make them a lot more effective and efficient in the field and less windshield time, that sort of thing. So that's, that's um, how Badger got started was just, you know, I understood these problems and I understood the technology that one would use to solve them. And it took years. I mean, it took, I don't know, four years to get the product to a point where it was really commercially strong enough that it could, that it could hold its own. And, uh, then, uh, and then once we kind of had the base level, we, we've kind of been building more and more capabilities on top of it since then. And that was probably around 20, 2016 that it really came into its own. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's great. So you actually had experience like, in field sales, right? And, and outside work and, um, and uh, saw a need. And uh, I guess from the, from the, from the, um, the development perspective, did you actually do coding or did you kind of like, you know, got some people who know how to code and, 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 and type across a black screen, you know, <laughs> or a blue screen or drag a widget. Uh, how did it happen? 
Yeah. So from uh, my background is not in coding. So I, I, I've, I have not coded one line of code in Badger. Um, my background was in business uh, and, and, and I, my whole career has been in field sales. So um, I'd never, it, it wasn't a good time to learn to code. So yeah, I mean that my co-founder um, did ran kind of the technology and still to this day um, is the, the VP of the engineering teams and, and runs the product teams and kind of the, uh, the whole, the whole, what the product looks and feels like, how it works, that sort of thing. Got it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the typically sales uh, people are not, it's two sides of a different side of the brain. Uh, you know, where, where uh, versus a technology writing code guy versus a communication sales, you know, warm and fuzzy type. If you will. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different types of people. Um, yeah. And uh, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're, we're having these conversations. Um, when I say we, the sales industry, uh, people who are managing sales reps, uh, people who are selling product uh, services. Um, and uh, the conversation revolves around uh, is um, outside sales dead? Uh, it just like the, um, we all we hear is, um, is cold calling uh, dead? Uh, and um, not necessarily, but um, there are ways to be doing it nowadays than we were doing it before. So uh, is outside sales um, uh, really warranted uh, and needed pre-COVID? We're not talking about COVID right now because obviously people are not necessarily seeing a lot of people, right? So uh, is outside sales uh, still a requirement uh, and a need uh, in the B2B sector or the B2C sector? I mean, what is your your thoughts on that. I'll, share, I'll give you my thoughts. Uh, obviously, we're in the industry and you have a service, a mapping service that serves reps, right? Uh, I have a company that, that has outside sales teams on contract for business. So I got a problem with that. So go ahead, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say outside sales isn't dead. Um, I, I think that inside sales in certain industries has become a lot more popular uh, and, and there's not one answer to, are you better off with inside sales or, you know, in, in face-to-face in-person field sales, or, I mean, frankly, are you better off selling over the internet or over, um, having a retail store? And, and I, I think these answers can change for an individual industry or company over time based on the competitive landscape, based on the complexity of the product, based on, you know, how the commoditization of the product, has it, has it become commoditized over time? Um, but there are many, many products today that the best way to go to market is clearly with field sales teams. And the evidence being the way that they're, that's the way everyone in that industry goes to market, right? Um, so I, I, I think, uh, you know, go, there you hear a lot in software people are like, Oh, we don't use field sales anymore, but that's because software is a lot cheaper than it used to be. Right. Like, like when I was, when I was a, a field sales rep in software, we would do $500,000 deals, million dollar deals. You would buy a piece of software and you'd get a CD and you now own it. You can, and you own it forever. Right. Mm-hmm. Today software is more leased almost, right. You buy it on a monthly or an annual basis it's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to just try it out first. You know, most companies have some kind of trial program. And so inside sales fits better with that, you know, because it is cheaper. There's not as much margin in it. Um, and I think the ability, and, and people are just more comfortable. It's not, it's not, 
as much of a relationship sale or, and there's not as many questions because you can try it out and you can learn so much about it. So that's, that's an example of an industry that has changed over time. Um, but for many industries, you know, like we have customers and, you know, it, medical device and pharmaceutical, like the, the way to get stuff in front of doctors or dentists or something is, is with a field salesperson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the, you know, as you go up down, up and down the street and main street USA, right. All those stores, they in general are, they're selling to consumers and, um, and the people that are selling to those stores are generally field salespeople for many products, especially any products that are complex or, um, you know, so if you're selling tires to tire stores for Pirelli, you know, you're, you're going to be doing that with a, with a, a field sales teams. And, and I, I think that will continue to be the case. Even now in a, in a, during, in a COVID world, we're seeing that. Right. Um, and I'm, and I've kind of got a unique view of what's going on with field sales. Like, cause, I, Cause we have 5,000 companies using Badger for their field sales teams. Right. So I can, and I can see and run, run reports and, data on on how who's having what meetings where and how often and, and so we, we that we've seen about a 20 percent decline in meetings with customers that, that's occurred um, since before covid uh, but that's been very uneven unevenly distributed i would say meaning that like some industries they just kind of ground to a standstill, laid off their sales team. The company went, maybe the company went bankrupt or, but they are not using Badger. They have either put it on pause or canceled it. On the other hand, a lot of companies are still in business and they're still employing their sales teams and their sales teams are still out business as usual meeting with customers and, and uh, they're doing it in a you know distanced and safe way. Um, and a lot of industries that use a lot, a lot of the industries that are using our badger are considered essential, right? It's, you know, medical devices or pharmaceuticals, et cetera. But it, it was the reps that sell beer to bars or gym equipment to gyms. Those are out of business because the bars closed or the gyms closed. Um, and, or in, even even where the gyms open in a limited way, they're generally not buying new equipment. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, a medical device rep is selling to just as many, they're selling just as many shoulder joints to medical, to doctors that they were before, um, but they're just doing their their meetings in a socially distanced way. You know, in the, in the midterm and the long term, I think uh, we'll see a lot of these jobs come back to, I mean, you know, the companies that sell gym equipment to gyms or beer bars or glasses to hotels and restaurants, as soon as those industries come back up again, we'll see those come back. You know, it may, it may be, it, it may be as a different company name, but because the original went bankrupt, et cetera, but the, you know, they'll, they'll be back. And, and that'll probably be as soon as these, as soon as people have access to vaccines is when I, when I assume that they'll, they'll be able to come back. No, that's good. So you saw a 20% decrease before COVID. Um, from before, from before COVID. So, COVID caused a 20% decrease. Oh, got it. Okay, okay, got it. So 20% increase because of COVID. Got it, okay. Um, yeah, that, 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 uh, that makes sense. I um, was reading a, um, a, a report today that came out um, based on a statement from uh, Bill Gates. He was at the New York Times um, a deal book conference. I'm not sure if it was a face-to-face conference or a virtual. I think it was virtual. And he, uh, he mentioned that uh, he sees a 50% drop 
in biz travel post COVID. I don't know if I agree with that, but it's just an interesting statement because we have gotten used to working in a, in a remote environment, uh, you know, Zoom and all these, you know, meetings and Microsoft meetings and all those kind of things. I think he has a Microsoft meeting software platform too. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Um, so that, that uh, there's a decrease and that only essential uh, business is going to be required. And they're going to be looking at it really closely. Do you really have to get on a plane to go somewhere? Uh, and that 50% um, uh, of biz travel, 50% uh, of revenue of airlines is biz travel, 50% of the revenue. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's another industry is going to take, you know, potentially in theory, if he's correct, will take a hit. Uh, and this is the concept of trying to do everything online, again, phones and Zoom and not have to travel. But I agree with you. There are a lot of industries that are uh, essential that uh, are continuing to do business with outside sales teams. They have to go out and see people in the medical industries, one of them, uh, hospitals, another, even manufacturing and auto plants, manufacturing. But these places need to see reps uh, with product in hand and have conversations that are much more detailed. Uh, they are... Um, the rep is the expert on the product, if you will, and it's not commoditized, as you shared. Um, these, are, these are things where uh, discussions have to be had face-to-face, -face, if you will, with the product in hand uh, and um, uh, show the value of the, and the need uh, for the outside uh, sales teams. And there are a lot of industries uh, that are home services, right, as well. Um, and uh, these are the ones where you pick up the phone and call the HVAC guy, you call the plumbing guy, you call, you know, you call the, um, the, the pest control guy, you call the landscaper, you know, these people that come out and do these kind of home services, some of them are the actual technicians that do the work, but some of them are sales reps, and they're going to sell these services, new HVAC, $8,000 system, that kind of thing, um, and that has to be done face-to-face. -face. It's not you know, you got to see the customer, you got to, you know, visit the home and look at the units. So there's a lot of uh, consumer services, home services that need sales rep buying cars, even though you can buy them on Colorado, you know, you can still, it's still basically a face-to-face -face business, test drive, talk to the rep, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of industries that are clearly um, are uh, sales rep focused and heavy because, you know, selling a house, insurance, you know, all these kind of things, real estate, I just, commercial, uh, going to look at a commercial space. I mean, you need a rep for that. That's a, a lot of areas that we believe that um, outside sales is still um, important to have that face-to-face that -face, uh, rep. And um, so that said, with your, uh, talking about your software uh, and, you know, and how, since if we have a limited amount of sales reps outside in theory, because some of them are now more online behind the screen, kind of like we are right now, uh, is, is, um, we want to make sure that that rep is extremely efficient, spending, you know, as much time in front of the customer and not traveling as much if possible uh, and, uh, and getting the bang ROI per mile uh, and, uh, and the app per hour that you're paying them. Um, so talk a little bit about how Badger Mapping, you know, does that uh, and makes us more efficient um, to see customers and prospects and how that it, it plots out. The, the, the route uh, for the rep and how we can get reports in the back end like you were talking about, you were looking at reports on your platform of customers and which is great data, by the way. That's fantastic from a macro perspective. Um, and uh, tell us about that and how it works. Yeah, for sure. So um, basically what Badger does is it's an application that's on your computer and it's on your phone. It's an app in the app store, um, both 
Apple and Android. And, and what it does is it connects, or I guess how it works mm -hmm. is it connects to your data source about your customers. So for a lot of companies, that's their CRM system. For some companies, it's, a, it's an in-house database, um, maybe an ERP system or a billing system, but they have their customer, everyone has their customer data somewhere, even if it's just a, a Google Doc or a spreadsheet or something. Their, their data lives somewhere. And so what Badger does is we'll connect to that information and um, kind of in a, in a real time way, meaning that like if a change is made in Badger, it'll update that system. Um, and if, if a change is made in that system, it'll update in Badger. And, um, and we take all that information about everyone's customers and we put that, we, we put that information on a map, so that, kind of like Yelp does with restaurants, right? And then you can filter and kind of figure out where are, where are our best customers? Who, who, who has this characteristic and this characteristic? Like who's spending this much with me every month and has this many, this big of a footprint and I haven't seen them in three months. Show me companies with those attributes on the map right now. Cause I, I know that I'm going to this area over here on the map. I'm driving out to Springfield. So I want to know who's important like that out in that general direction so that I can make sure I see them when I'm out there. Um, then another thing it does is help you actually build out and figure out, well, in what order should I go to see these customers? Maybe I'm going to go see eight customers tomorrow, right? Um, some of them maybe I'm dropping in on, some of them I've got appointments with, but these are the ones I want to see. Can you tell me what order I I should see them in that is optimized. Which direction should I go? And and perhaps I have some constraints. Like I have to see this one at ten o'clock. I have to see this one at two p.m. That you kind of and we give you a way to work around that. Um, and then finally is the the uh, the scheduling element of it. So figuring out okay and 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 what's the timing of that going to look like? Like when will I be at each one of these places? What time do I have to leave this place in order to make it to this place on time? Um, stuff like that and helping people think about traffic and giving them kind of the ability to design their day in a way that makes sense. Um, so I guess that's kind of how we do it. We connect to their, their data and then give them tools to integrate with their data. We, we, we're connected to like lead gen sources, so sources of information about uh, customers mm -hmm. that are external to a company and we'll layer that information over the company's information. So like, let's just say you sell stuff to dentists and you know where most of the dentists are in your territory, but then you can also ask Badger, well, show us in another layer, let lay all the dentists over our dentists here. Meaning that like, we'd be able to see everything that we know about and it'll have one type of pin on the map and then show us all the ones that you know about with a different type of pin so we can see if we're missing anything. Um, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry to interrupt. So yeah, yeah. if you, um, if, uh, if you're going into a new territory, let's say um, we're going to be um, selling um, point of sale systems to uh, uh, independent grocery stores. Sure. In let's say, Washington Heights, Manhattan, upper Manhattan. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and we, we don't have any new customers there. It's a new service and we're selling it into these places. So um, to use Badger as a mapping service kind of thing, would we have to upload the, the data set? Let's say we got, a, we got 500 
let's say 500 bodegas. I don't know if you know what a bodega is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, okay. You know, bodega, what's a bodega? Uh, it's a mini suprette uh, for the people who don't know what that means. Uh, so uh, <laughs> in New York City, it's called a bodega. So, uh, so in, uh, we got uh, uh, 500 bodegas and we're going to upload that information. Um, can we upload it right directly into Badger or do, do, do we upload it into the CRM and then uh, the, it, um, it will kind of map those customers, you know, those prospects uh, to see them, you know, where they are and that kind of thing. Uh, and um, will it also verify any information like kind of like the Yelp model? Is this store open? Is it closed? Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, help us understand kind of a little bit of the mechanics of how that works for a new rep using Badger with a new territory selling a new product. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's, it's a great question. And so, and the answer is we could do it either way. It depends what's best for that particular company. Okay. So if that company has a CRM system that they're actively using, that they're using as the, the one true source of their data, mm-hmm. and, and then we'll just connect into that data source. And then if you had 500 new customers in this new area, that you're going into, you would just upload them into that into that CRM system, and, be, and Badger's already connected to it, so it would just it would show up on your map. If you aren't using a CRM system, but you had just you know gotten this, you, you've got your existing customers that you know about, and then you've got these these new customers in this new area, you would just give Badger those those two, and you had them in a spreadsheet, for example. If you weren't using a CRM system, you would just give those spreadsheets and upload them into the system, and and it would put it on the map. So you can get there in either of those ways, depending on kind of where your company's at and what works best for you. We've, we've built it to, to support both. Can you do a walking map instead of a driving? Yeah, you can do walking directions too. That's, that's okay. important in places like Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, it's very dense. Um, and go down one block, go all across one, you're gonna see two stores down the other block, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. And, and uh, mm-hmm. We, we don't actually give turn by turn directions when you, when you're ready to do like, okay, I'm ready for my, I'm ready, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. You just press go on your route and it'll launch whichever is your preferred um, directions algorithm uh, app. So we, we, we're integrated with Google maps. We're integrated with Waze. We're integrated with Apple maps. And so you just choose whatever, whichever one you prefer. And so you get all the capabilities of those in addition to this. So from the admin perspective, so you're a sales manager and you got a couple of reps in a market and they're out, you know, the plan is to go out today into, let's say, uh, we'll stay with the Washington Heights example. Uh, you're going to have three reps working that market and they all got different, um, you know, let's say different um, data sets. Uh, can you, can the admin person go in and see the actual rep live, you know, kind of going from this place or where that rep is at the point, can it just the map, almost like Google Maps when you're driving, navigation, where we'll tell you, well, this rep is probably right now on 176th Street, <laughs> you know, on Second Avenue, going into this location. Can you actually track where they are and say, yeah, I'm in Manhattan. Meanwhile, they're in Westchester County somewhere. <laughs> right. Um, so the, we've actually, so we have, yeah. yeah, we, we have not built like, the big brother view in, I guess I'd call it, like the ability to say, okay, they are right here at this point. Like I can see they're in this Starbucks at 34th and and Harrison. Um, And we haven't done that on purpose. It's actually not terribly, that wouldn't be complex for us to do, but we've we've chosen not to do it yet. Um, 
And the reason we've chosen not to do that is we, we've done it in a way that we think is less intrusive, but better. And, and what that way is, is um, we can, when a meeting, when you do a meeting, you take notes on the meeting, right? And right. you can do that right in Badger, it'll send back to your CRM system. Um, and one of the, so in the questions, the, the information, the data that you're capturing in after the meeting is, is customized to every customer. They just let us know, okay, these are the questions we, we want asked or filled out after every meeting. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then when they save that, and this is called a check-in, uh, you know, the, the notes that you take is called a check-in. So when you save your check-in, one of the pieces of information that it's saving is the latitude and longitude that the phone was at when the check-in was saved. Ah, yeah. So rather, because we kind of think that, and this is kind of philosophical, but we kind of think that it's nobody's business where a rep is at this very second. However, their job is to have met with this customer at 34th and Harrison at this time and then take notes on it. And so when they press save, you can see, yeah, they were at 34th and Harrison um, at this time. And here are the notes. So I can't, you can't see you can't see where they're having lunch because they're not doing a check-in, but you can see, um, you, you can see where they, where, were they, where they said they were, when, when they said they were there, if that makes sense. Did you, can, do you kind of see the difference? I, no, no, I understand because they're doing the check-in is grabbing the longitude and latitude and that tells you where they were. Uh, but can they, I just, again, just, I'm just looking from a management perspective. So if they don't do the check-in and they decide to do their check-ins later, let's say, you know, they want to do it later, five check-ins um, and they decide to go downtown Canal Street uh, and have a cup of coffee and then do five check-ins, can they do that from the Badger map? And that's going to pick mm -hmm. up longitude in Canal Street though. It's not exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They can totally, they can totally do that. I mean, it's not going to block them, but that's a lot of companies, a lot of companies have the, if companies are worried about where their reps are at a given yeah. time, and this is kind of depending on what you're selling, right? Like sure, sure. there are some industries that are like, you know, if you have, if you have a bunch of med device reps that you're paying hundred grand a year, 150 grand a year, you're not gonna, you're, you tend not to be worried about it. But if you're selling, you know, vacuum cleaners door to door, then you are worried about where is John right now? Like, is he slacking off? And, and so it's kind of, there's, there's different, there's different, um, the, the way you manage sales teams is just different in different industries. And so the, in the industries where there is more of that, like micromanagement slant to it, then they'll just make it a rule. Like you have to have checked into your, you have to check into, my, into your meetings, like right after your meetings. Don't, right, don't do right. it. Don't do it. Don't do all 40 of your meetings this week on Friday. We want to, you know, from your house, we want to see it in real time coming in. And, uh, and so they just they yeah. just make it that they just make it that rule for the for those places so so to avoid that that very problem. That's good. Um, now, and that that feature has been requested a lot. It's, really? it's something that we could like the, the ability to like actually see all my reps on a map. But I think it's more of like a it just looks cool. Like in practice, I think the way we've done it is actually better for everybody and like a better managerial practice. Okay. Um, it, it's you know if if some large company. At, tells us they need it we're gonna we're probably gonna make it at some point but it will we'd make that a you have to request to turn it on feature meaning like the company would have to say yeah we want you to turn this on for us and we would kind of tell them at the time like actually we recommend that you do it this way because people aren't gonna like you know 
people don't want people don't want you tracking when they're at their girlfriend's house for lunch, right? Like they they, they don't want they, they they want to keep that they want to keep their private lives private, and and uh, and and this this way shows that you're doing your job, but um and and that you're you are where you say you are when you're supposed to be there, but it also let you know you don't have to remember to turn your turn your turn the app off every night, so, or else your boss knows where you're where you're hanging out at eight o'clock at night, you know. That's kind of uh, we we think we think that the way we've done it is the is the way that fixes fixes the problem for for everybody. That's cool. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one asking the question. Uh, you know, which is interesting. That's good. Thank you for the confirmation. It's just out of curiosity in that he's uh he or she are going to actually see clients and not sitting down in O'Malley's pub. You know, mm, yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> throwing back exactly <laughs> or, exactly. If you're out of work, I mean, you're done. Okay, fine. You know, now right. Not an issue, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that—that's why we've we've done it the way we've I done it. it. And and this was the there were many conversations that brought us to this point as we kind of like figure it out. Okay. Well, you know, and it's it's tricky. We've seen a lot of big companies screw up privacy stuff, and uh, and so we kind of were able to learn from their some of their mistakes. Yeah. With, you know, over the years that they've made and and figure out. Okay, this is the best way to do this. So I'm um, not not good. Thank you for for sharing that. Um. So clearly. Uh, people are using maps, you know, the badger mapping and uh, this type of platform to to um, make their reps efficient and, um, you know, decrease time, waste of time, things like that. Get the most bang per hour, if you will, of, of work and management to look on the back end of reports and see how they can make them even more efficient. They have some data um, to, to work. You're taking you know, too long in meetings, if you will, you know, or just questioning things to make, you know, the, the sales process better, which is which is good. Um, just, you know, that kind of oversight um, in your, in your, I guess, in your customer base, um, what, I guess, industries uh, do you see um, really benefiting a lot from, uh, you know, this type of platform um, based on your, your client base, industry verticals and opportunities you see going forward? Um, I know mm -hmm. of a couple uh, uh, um, based on what you're doing, but you have some really good data. They have to tell us who they are, just kind of the industry verticals. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, med device, pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. An easier way to do is think about like, th think about the types of companies that sell to a certain type of customer. Mm -hmm. So it's less about industries necessarily, but it's like, like if you were thinking about farmers, it's not, it's, it's people that, so you want, you want to think about people that sell things to farmers often will do it with field sales, as opposed to thinking about like, um, you know, the, the, the rental, the machinery rental industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, they, they have field sales people. So that's, that's a good industry. But the way I would think of it is they sell stuff to farmers and anyone selling stuff to farmers, the way you get stuff in front of farmers is you go out to their farm and you're like, Hey, this is this, have we t can we tell you about this type of machinery, this new, this new type of seed or this type of fertilizer, or have you thought about, you know, dealing with this in this way? And, you know, we, but the way you communicate with them is generally going to them. Um, right. Like if it's a, or if it's a dentist or a doctor or a, a store owner, um, you know, like you mentioned grocery store owners and POS, POS systems, that's exactly the type of group that, that, uh, that uses Badger. Um, but it can, it's also tires to tire stores. It's a, it's, it's amazing. Um, it, it's a very, it, it's probably, 
20% of companies go to market with field sales reps. So you could have a store, right? But it wouldn't really help you to open up a, a POS store in Times Square, right? Like the, the, all, the, all the bodega owners wouldn't go to the POS store, point of sales store right. in, uh, in, in Times Square, right? So you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to market with retail. Mm-hmm. They're also not going to, you know, you wouldn't sell it online because they're not going to come. They've already got a POS system. So if you have a better one, then you've got to show it. You've got to proactively show it to them. You can't just like open up a website. So online's not going to work. Right. Um, in, inside sales, it's going to be tough to get that person on the phone. They're not going to return your phone call. They're not going to pick up the phone. You call the grocery store and talk to a bagger and say, hey, can I talk to your the owner of the store about the POS system? They're going to be like, no, they don't talk to people. So <laughs> you kind <gotta>, of <laughs> you you have to show up, right? And, uh, and, and build the relationship. So it's just, it's, it's uh, it, for certain types of industries, selling to certain types of people, um, you know, like it's, it's just the, the best way to get in front of people. And that's why, you know, the, the topic of the, of the, the, the thing today, the, the, the discussion today, you know, is, is field sales dead. It's like, definitely not. I mean, it, field sales has made more difficult until we've all been vaccinated, but you know, like you were talking about like, okay, Bill Gates or the, the CEO of Zoom, basically everyone, anyone that sells software or something that enables um, working from home is like, yeah, the office is dead. We're never going back to offices right, after right. this. Right. Oh, field sales. We're never going to have field sales again. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I, I'd like to make Bill Gates a billion dollar bet on that. I bet we will be going back to, <laughs> I don't have a billion dollars, but I'll bet you a billion dollars. Right, right. <laughs> I know you're going to lose it, so I ain't got it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're, uh, we'll, we'll be back in offices. We, and, and the, the company, most companies have not stopped their field sales activities. Um, it's more based on is the person they're selling to open or not, right? Like, so tire stores are open. So people that sell tires, they're still going to tire stores, right? But bars are not open. And so the people that sell beer to bars are not selling beer to bars that way. Right. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, we, we could have just had retail stores or talked on the phone or done things, um, you know, or, or, or just had a website uh, when we sold stuff to dentists before COVID. Uh, there's a reason we didn't. There was a reason that the companies that make a med device for dentists, they sold field sales to people and they will continue to as soon as, as soon as there's a vaccine and, and, uh, and, and everyone's, the, the world will go back to normal is my prediction. I, I, uh, but I understand why the, the CEO of Zoom would say, we're never going to leave our bedrooms again. We're going to, everyone should buy our product right now. You might as well yeah. just buy, start paying now because you're never leaving your bedroom again. Right. Right. Um, so that, that's, that's my thought there. That's no, fine. I appreciate that. You know, I get it. Um, uh, I think that everything will at one point return back to normal outside sales teams will continue to sell their products and services. The ones that are conducive to the outside sales, people will go back into the office. If they, although the office footprint, I think you and I spoke offline about this may decrease uh, for the businesses. They may, they may have had 5,000 square feet and realize, you know what, we don't need five. We can probably do with three and we can have some people working remotely and some outside sales teams. So that may, but still, you're going to still have the model. It may be a little bit different, um, but uh, I think that people will go back into the offices and, and we will resort back to normal, but there will be some shifts uh, in, uh, in, in how we're doing business, but not not uh it's not going to be um catastrophic 
Uh, I think that um, that we're going to have back, you know, a lot of outside salespeople getting back out there and doing their thing and our people as well. We're doing stuff now. We got outside salespeople selling into healthcare hospitals. You know, they're mm -hmm. seeing us, you know, granted, not in the, in, the, in the volume that we're used to, but we are getting meetings. We are doing outside sales work. We are going into manufacturing plants, some auto manufacturing as well. We're going into some places there as well. So, you know, we, we are out there and, and seeing clients. So it's not, uh, totally uh, closed out. So is uh, outside uh, sales dead? No. Uh, no, clearly it's kind of maybe uh, been um, slowed down a bit given the environment we're in. And after everything opens up, we will go back to outside sales teams in a more normal fashion, whatever that looks like after COVID. Uh, but getting into the, um, into the, uh, to the lightning round questions here, more about you, this is more the fun stuff I don't do with the business per se. Uh, mm -hmm. So, um, are you a, a coffee uh, drinker? And if you are, hot or cold? So I, uh, I will drink tea. I will drink coffee. Okay. I will drink coffee. I, I drink hot coffee, and I will also drink cold brew. So this is cold brew that I have right now. But um, I drink a lot of hot coffee, um, and and I do tea too. I, I if if it's if it's caffeinated, I'll pretty much, uh, I'll pretty much do it. I'm down with it. Yeah, I gotcha. Got uh, uh, do you eat hot dogs? I, I'm from Chicago, man. It, I mean, there you course. go, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, you put mustard and ketchup or other stuff. So in Chicago, uh, we believe that ketchup, uh, ketchup does belong on a hot dog, but not a bratwurst. So I'll, so in Chicago, the, the Chicago style hot dog has everything on it pickles and onions and relish and chili um, coleslaw you, and whatever whatever you want on it all the things yeah but 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 so we want everything on a hot dog and on a bratwurst we just want mustard uh and and onions either either uh raw or grilled and 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 some and sauerkraut those are the only things that belong on a bratwurst some combination of those three but a hot dog, I mean, if you want to just put a slice of pizza on top of a hot dog, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to assume Chicago pizza. You eat pizza as well, clearly. I do. <laughs> I, I eat Chicago-style pizza. Um, but I also, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy all the colors of pizza, you know, all the, all the, all the types. <laughs> I got you. Are you a, a PC or a Mac guy? I do PCs. Not, not that I, I, I think the Mac is a finer piece of hardware. Um, but I, le I learned all the shortcuts and, and how to use a PC. It's just an extension of my brain at this point. And, and, and I think the Mac has caught up in terms of being a business tool. And I think it's a finer piece of hardware, like the screen and the mouse and all the things that it's, they've done a better job from a design perspective, I think. But, uh, but I, 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 it'd be it'd be a real pain for me to to relearn all the all the shortcuts and how to do things and I, it's the devil I I'm going to stick with the devil I know on this one. <laughs> hey, I got gotcha. you. Um, so um, obviously you're in Chicago, so uh, I'm assuming you love the cold weather, or would you prefer somewhere hot? Well, I'm actually in Los Angeles. I grew up in Chicago, so my right. my my uh, my hot dog opinions have followed me, but I, uh, I I've chosen a warmer lifestyle. <laughs> uh, good for you. So if you had any place to go right now and money and time was not an issue uh, anywhere, where would you go? Well, um, 
I, uh, you know, until, until COVID, I, I went to Europe probably three times a year because I have a big sale, a big team over there, a okay. lot of engineers and salespeople. And cause we have, we have, so we have our whole European operations and, um, I miss a lot of those guys and, uh, and, and I, and I love going to Spain. So if I could go anywhere right now, it, uh, it would be a business trip to Spain to, uh, to see that team and, and, uh, hang out in Southern Spain where, uh, where that office is. Okay. Okay. Cool. That, that that's great to know. So, and last question: um, If you had one superpower, um, and uh, that would be given to you, what would that superpower be? It could, it doesn't have to be business related. It can be, mm -hmm. but um, this is superpower um, that is given to you. You can use freely. Hmm. This is a good one. I'm I'm kind of running through the Avengers in my mind right now. Uh, <laughs> I I think I'd I think I'd want to be able to stop time, like just like stop time and take a take an eight hour nap right now, or, or uh, stop time and read a book, or um, just kind of catch up on my emails. Time time is a, a key resource for me that has always always been limited. So to be able to stop or slow down time would be very useful. Wow. I guess that's that's more of a thing we see more commonly in the DC universe. I forget the name of that guy that, that was in the the uh, the movie with Batman and Superman. That, that kind of their competitor to the Avengers. One of those guys was real fast. The Flash was his name. I forget. Flash. I forget, but I like I like his power. I got you. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, thanks for sharing that. So, um, in in uh, in summary, uh, we are talking with uh, uh, Steve. Uh, Benson of Badger Mapping. Uh, give us a, uh, the audience, a 30 second um, summary of the uh, points that we covered, meaning um, on Badger Mapping and what it does uh, and helps the, how they help sales teams uh, be more efficient. Sure. So um, I guess uh, we, we covered today the death of field sales. Is it dying? And the answer was definitely no, it's okay. not dead now. And when it, when, when things, when things open up, once we have a vaccine, it'll it'll be uh, even less dead. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, and then we talked about Badger and how we help field sales teams do a variety of things to be more effective in this field, focus on their best customers, um, drive less miles per, and, and and get more meetings with the best customers they have, um, and uh, and how it just kind of makes their lives easier and makes them more organized. And how it integrates on the back end with all your CRMs and pull mm -hmm. great reports from management to look at um, productivity and where your reps were and things of that nature. So it's all around good tool to use if you got outside sales teams uh, and to uh, make your teams more efficient and get more bang for your buck. Uh, yeah. And Steve, I, I appreciate uh, being able to chat with you. I love the conversation. You guys are doing some great work over there. Great platform. Um, you seem to have a really good team working for you. And um, obviously you came from the field sales environment. So you got some street cred there on building this thing. Good for you. Uh, and um, I, I love what you guys are doing. Thanks so much. I enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks so much for having me. And if anybody wants to check out Badger, just mention, mention this podcast that you heard me to my sales reps and they'll, they'll give you two months free to kick it around and try it out. Make sure that it works for you. No, that's great. And, and the website is what? Badgermapping.com. Badgermapping.com. Thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, thanks for uh, being with us today.